1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to go over the Astros in the Rangers series, the Lone Star series, and I am joined once again by the legend, Greg Lucas. Mr. Lucas, how are you, sir?
2: I'm fine, and like uh, most Astro fans, extra fine. The trip to Arlington, not only got them in first place for the first time all year, but they
1: certainly sent a message yeah it's crazy how it how it came right after getting swept by the yankees and that was a team at the bottom who you would expect them to be but that's how the astros are they cannot play good against really bad teams but they show up against good uh, you know against better competition okay okay that, and that's not good because their schedule is favorable
2: if you're talking about Good teams and bad teams. And if they haven't (laughs) been doing well against them, that hurts. But, you know, the most mystifying thing is, frankly, they go into Arlington and 39 runs to 10, 15, 16 home runs, Altuve, you know, uh, Abreu. But they can't do that at home. They're only one game over 500 all season. That's with full houses. Now, admittedly, they draw quite well on the road. So they have some fans in all these road games, but, uh, they can't do it at minute,
1: I, I That mystifies me. It's really crazy. It's home field advantage, and they just can't do it. I I thought they were there. I know you said one over. I don't even know. It might be even now. I have no idea, but I think they're 35 34 at home. Yeah, it's nuts. one game. Yeah. So they've won the silver boot for the third time in a row. The COVID year, they tied five to five. So if you don't count that, they won the three years before that. So that's pretty much six silver boots in a row after Texas was kind of dominating for a little bit.
2: Well, we actually, Texas uh, did very well in the early years of the silver boot when the Astros actually had a better team, big, well, uh, you know, Bagwell well and Biggio and all those guys and Texas hung on. Uh, now, of course, in 10 and 11, they, they, they held on to win and go all the way to the world series. But uh, those were about the only two really glory years for the range or for the Rangers over this whole period. And the fact that now the Astros have uh, have dominated the head-to-head series is uh, is important uh, because it's the same division and uh, it's much more important now than it was when they started the silver boot back in the day and they were both playing in separate leagues. This is much more important. So, uh, yeah, uh, the big thing, though, is not whether or not they won the silver boot is the fact they swept
1: those three games <laughs> and they did it in such dominating fashion. Yeah, it was amazing. So have you heard anything about Ryan Stanek? They put him on the 15-day IL for the right ankle sprain. I heard Dusty saying that they're not sure when he's going to come back, and it sounds kind of bad. It sounds worse than an ankle sprain. Uh, actually, uh, I've heard two things. I mean,
2: one thing is that a sprain can be more debilitating for a longer period of time than an actual break. But either way, if a break would definitely have set him out, he would be done uh the sprain uh, depends on how well he can bounce back i you know it'll be the full two weeks and it may be that they'll have to make a decision uh prior to the postseason whether or not he's able to really be usable that's why it's so important that some of the other guys out of the bullpen that were having uh kind of slump much of the year first half of the year uh continue to pitch well because they're going to have to use those those fellas they they obviously got a lot of rest in the ranger series they didn't have to use them much but uh uh, they will have to use them, and uh, consequently, uh, uh, he was pitching well—better uh, uh, at, at not as well as he did last year—but he was pitching well, and uh, they'll miss him if he's if he's got to be out for a extended period of time. We know it'll be at least two weeks.
1: Yeah, his ERA is worse this year, but it seems like Dusty actually has more confidence in him. Uh, let's start with Game One, JP France. This guy was probably one of the. You know, at at times, I said he was the best pitcher on the roster. He's kind of regressing a little bit, getting roughed up lately.
2: Uh, he's getting roughed up on some pitches that just aren't going where they're supposed to go. He's got good stuff. He uses a cutter, which uh, some scouts say he probably shouldn't use as much as he does because he tends to leave it over the middle of the plate too much. Got away with it a little bit in the minor leagues, but uh, in the major leagues, if you leave it over the middle of the plate, uh, you're not going to get away with it very much. And so uh, he, that's basically his problem. His stuff is still good. He just, uh, he just has little battles with the uh, command. And if you don't command it, uh, when you're throwing a strike, even when you're throwing a strike, uh, you can get in trouble, give up some long balls. He survived game one and because the offense was so strong. Uh, and that's kind of what the offense needs to be doing with some of these second line pitchers after after the top 2 uh they're going to have to score some runs for them because number one they're not going to go real deep five innings maybe six is about as long as you're going to get uh, from those pitchers and so uh it's going to put a strain on the bullpen more
1: than you want so the offense really needs to be potent when those guys pitch yeah the game didn't start out well seeger had a two run homer garver had a homer uh, a solo and after 3 innings after getting swept by the Yankees, we're already down three to zero in Arlington and it's not looking good, but the Astros do come back. uh Pena had an RBI single and then Bregman drove in two runs and were tied. Seeger had another home run and we're losing. and then uh in the top of the sixth, that's when a cup the an amazing thing happened and it ended up happening twice. Dubon and Altuve had back-to-back yeah. solo home runs. and We actually take the lead five to four. And I think in the bottom of the six, France went out there and gave up another home run, and it was tied five to five after six. Yeah, it was. Uh, again,
2: same problem. But the, the thing was, the Astros were scoring some runs, and that's the difference. They've had some games in the past where they fall behind early, and for some reason, they don't score any runs. The, the thing is with the Rangers, and this is a problem they've had all year, really, their bullpen has been awful. And what is happening lately is their starting pitching hasn't been very good either. And I don't know whether that's a psychological thing or it's just that it's also tied up at the same time the opposition is pitching well or not. But in other words, uh, you know, 12 runs by the Astros averaging 12 runs for the three games, that's great. But normally during the course of the season, the Rangers would have been scoring at least eight or 10 uh, and, and they're not. And uh, give credit to the Astro pitching certainly, but even in some of the games that the Rangers
1: have been losing to other teams in recent weeks, uh, they've not been scoring runs like they were. So we're in the sixth, we we played six innings in game one. And there's already been six home runs in the game. That's Mm -hmm. that's a lot of power in this. So then in the top of the seventh, the Astros load the bases, Abreu walks, Chaz, there was a fielder's choice, an error, the and then Yiner Diaz, who a lot of people, I mean, it, it keeps happening over and over, they want him in there, and he shows why he should be in there, three-run homer, 21st homer of the year, and this guy's barely even playing, and the Astros are up 11-5. to five. I got to interject. I, I'm the fans that are Chaz fans and Yiner
2: fans are not going to like this, but there are baseball reasons why neither one play every day. Number one, Chaz is only the third best center fielder on the team. Number one. Number two, uh, Diaz is not no not even close to being able to play first base as well as uh, Brue, and number three certain pitchers want the veteran catcher. That's it. That's the end of the story. Uh, You have to focus defense uh, as well as offense. And, of course, now the argument after this series is reduced a little bit because we had a game where Maldonado hit two home runs. We had a game where uh, 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 we had a series where Abreu drove in 11 and had a seven RBI game. So, yeah. Those guys are good. Yeah. Even Chaz got a home run in game three coming in off the bench later, replacing Springer or uh, replacing uh, Brantley, but um, they're good, but they're not as good in all phases of the game. And that's what the managers are looking at. They're looking at everything, even the matchups. And the fans don't even know about the matchups. They, they see this guy has done well against this guy. This guy has done well against that guy. They'll go with the matchup. And uh, so it's not always going to be the same guys in the lineup. Chaz is going to play most of the time, more, more than he doesn't play. Yeah. Diaz is going to maybe lose a little time because uh, he's lost the option really to be a, a, a DH as much now that Bradley's back. Yep. But hey, that just makes the team better. Just makes them better.
1: Yeah. And then uh, even Dubon, you know, he's usually, let me ask you this. There, there, I have a a listener. He's been listening forever, Mark and uh he he was so let me tell you this so Dubon and and uh Altuve go back to back again for the second time this is like the first time something like this has ever happened but he was he was he seemed frustrated about about uh JV being a diva wanting a center fielder like his own center fielder he loves Dubon and center field what do you think about that I mean well the, the pitchers as, should get as that i they said won, as right? i said
2: dubon is a better center fielder than Chaz. he covers more he's faster covers more ground got a much stronger arm the only guy that's a better center fielder than him is actually the one you don't want because he doesn't hit and that's uh, J, uh you know that's uh uh myers uh yeah myer you, you, he doesn't hit so consequently He's not being a diva. he, he they, they, want, they <laughs> want they want they want they yeah. want defense it's it's just like when uh, when uh key Urqu- or when uh, Framber pitches, you don't mess around much with your infield because you want to make sure you got good infielders yeah. because he normally will throw a lot of ground balls. Well, left side never changes and the right side changed only at the beginning of the season, and actually, there are some that believe that Dubon may actually be a better defensive second baseman than Altuve is at this point in his career. So it's uh you just have to balance it because in the course of a game, anybody might have a good game offensively or a bad game. But most defensive players are what they are every game. And uh, if if a coach or a manager or a pitcher or a catcher or something uh, thinks that uh, based on who we're playing and how they hit the ball and where they hit the ball, we need to have the better defensive players in there. I Fans don't think of that. They only look at those batting numbers. They only look at the batting numbers and and yeah. it's more than that in baseball.
1: Yeah, there was a one of the episodes that I was alone and I was mm-hmm. talking about a story that I read. And, you know, they're they're interviewing the players. And they're like, I want this pitcher. I'm comfortable with I mean, I want this catcher. I'm comfortable with this catcher. There's no metric. There's no metric for the pitcher feeling comfortable, so yeah.
2: There's that, and that's
1: where we get overloaded. What? what, And here's the
2: the the funny thing, because some of these decisions being made by the Astros manager and coaches are based on analytic uh, statistics, but they're not the analytics that so many of the fans are looking at. Who's got the higher OPS or who's got the best WAR? No, they're looking at competition statistics, the ones that are supposed to help you win a game how you do against a particular pitcher, how you do against a particular type of pitcher, how uh, uh, the hitters do against a a particular pitch. Uh, You know, should they be throwing more of these or fewer of these? That's what managers and coaches use. They don't worry about wars and and, uh, WRC pluses. That doesn't matter at all in winning a baseball game. That's just something, that's a fun thing.
1: Yeah. So JP France, five innings, six hits, five runs, three walks. He gave up three home runs. His ERA is getting closer and closer to four every time he goes out. Altuve, four for six with two homers. Alex Bregman went four for four with two Mm -hmm. RBIs. Dubon had two homers. Yiner had that three-run homer. Chaz went two for four. The Astros went off 13 runs, 16 hits. Great way to start this Lone Star Series. That was before you had Framber and uh, Val uh, and, uh, JV. And, and J and J J V pitching. You got it set up, uh, perfectly. and so yeah, that's a pretty good setup. And J V usually doesn't get run support, but he kind of did. But he got <laughs> he got the least amount though. But he got a lot. Uh,
2: yeah, he only got twelve. But he had uh, well, <laughs> it wasn't all twelve when he was in there. But he pitched. He pitched great. He had just one on one earned run. Yeah, And the thing I like about JV is he's old school in the sense that he's not afraid to use his fastball a lot. Uh, So many of the pitchers today, um, you have a fastball of 95 to 100 miles an hour, and they like to get you out with their sliders. Um, No, you can't just throw a fastball, but you've got to use it more than some of these young guys do, because it is the hardest pitch to hit
1: if you throw it in the right spots. And that's uh, that's what JV can do. All right, game two's Framber. It starts off with an Altuve home run, thirteenth homer of the year. Fielder's choice by Abreu, Pena scores, Chaz RBI single. Altuve gets another home run in the second. It's four to zero. Abreu drives in a couple of runs. Martín Maldonado two run homer, and then Altuve hits fifteenth homer. Game two, we are up nine to zero. What is that? One, two, and three, four home runs in the first three innings. And Altuve hit one in each inning.
2: He also hit one in the last inning of the previous game. So that's four and four. Not not just four in a row, but that's four and four innings. Yeah. Uh and and that's just an amazing that that's you know, it's record setting. And uh and uh just think of the odds of coming up the first three innings of the game. All well, your rest of your guys better be hitting too. That's the only way you're going to come up three times in a row. Yeah. And, and he, of course, uh, he just, he was shockingly good in that game. And, uh, and, and the fact that he didn't have a hit in the third game of the series, nobody noticed because he asked the rest of the Astros <laughs> carried it.
1: Cabrillo well, I noticed versus. because I wrote it yes. all down, but yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it's going to bother him too much. Bottom of the fifth, no, no. Uh, the Rangers finally scored. Dubon had a double, makes it ten to one. My boy Martín Maldonado, two run homer, twelve to one. Jordan had a two run homer, fourteen to one. That was the final score. That was a butt whooping. Yes, it was, but it was just one of three. Uh, the only thing was the Rangers
2: did score a few runs in Game One, but uh, not enough. It was not close at the end, and the other two weren't close ever. Maldonado had two two run homers in that game. Yes, he did. One to both side. One to right field, and and the other one uh, to the left side. He uh, he um, uh, if if you throw him the right pitch, he's capable of hitting the ball out. I think he's up to twelve home runs this year. He, he he's a do- he's been a double figure home run guy every 13. year. Thirteen. Yeah. uh he's been a double figure home run guy every year. It's just that he's been a one seventy five to one eighty five hitter, and. uh yeah, I, I laugh, though, when we point that out and the fans complain about that. And some of these are the same fans that say batting average doesn't matter. Well, how can you have <laughs> it both ways? I mean, he's he, it does matter if you're 180, 175 or 185, you're going to make a lot of outs. As a matter of fact, in game three, uh, he came up with less than two outs, uh, two, uh, two at bats in a row, I believe, and hitting the double plays to end the inning twice. Well, that that's the same as making four outs. But uh, but still, he uh, he gets to play most of the time because uh, they're still de- refining Diaz as a catcher. And I think the fans should be calm and cool because there's almost no chance that Diaz won't get a
1: shot at being the catcher next spring. And then lost in all of that offense, Frammer throws seven innings, only allows one run on six hits, four walks, and four strikeouts. And he did not give up any home runs. This was a series no, what, full of home runs, and he didn't give up any.
2: And what was noted uh, by Mike Stanton, who was uh, working the analyst role uh, for the Ill Blum, uh, was that Framber was throwing probably a little bit more fastballs than he a- ordinarily does. And uh, But it was working. Uh, it was working. And uh, that's my complaint, and I'll bring it up again. I think they should be throwing more fastballs if they've got good ones, and, and he's got a good one.
1: Altuve, three for five, three homers. Pena went three for six. Yordan, three for six. Chaz, two for four. Maldi, two for five. Two homers, 14 runs, 20 hits. The Astros had 20 <laughs> hits, and they only left eight guys on base. Four for nine with the runners in scoring position. That number is usually higher when you score so many runs, but not when there are a lot of them are home runs. True, and and four for nine <laughs> with runners in scoring position. There weren't that many in scoring position. They'd
2: already scored. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> they, they weren't at second and third that much. They were maybe at first, and then a guy had a two-run homer, but uh, they they were uh, – uh, it was just amazing to watch because every time the Ranger pitchers threw one of those pitches that I complain about, a, a little dinky slider or curve or something off speed uh, and didn't throw it in the right spot, the Astros didn't pop them up. They hit them and they hit them hard Oh, and let's not forget another player. Uh, Are we amazed at Brantley? He's doing well. He's already hit two home runs, including one yesterday. And uh, he's not played. He went two games in a row. First two games, he didn't play. They're giving him some time off. And uh, it hadn't made any difference. He comes in and hits the ball hard. And he hit uh, another home run yesterday, another hit going a run with a sack fly and uh he uh he doesn't look like he's missed anything. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's amazing. And uh he's uh, what a, a breath of fresh air to to add another bat to the lineup. You you look at this lineup. And even if two of the fans' unfavorites are in there, Abreu and Maldonado, it's a tough lineup. And again, maybe they aren't unfavorites after this series cuz both of them had good series and uh I'd say 11 runs battered
1: in. And, in three games is pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what Abreu did. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably be the player of the series if it wasn't for another guy that uh <laughs> hit a ton of home runs. So to yesterday's game, which to me is today's game because I haven't been asleep yet, JV and Scherzer. Scherzer. So two guys, huge free agent signings with the Mets. They both get dealt at the deadline to teams in the AOS fighting for a title, and they face each other. Like, how nuts is that, that this lined up like that? Well, it it is, but it was funny. It
2: didn't take too long to tell the difference between the two at this stage of their careers. Uh, the Astros' uh, first couple of home runs were both off bad sliders, off-speed bad sliders. And um, Scherzer has given up, like, almost 30 home runs this year uh and that uh, was evident why and they pulled him uh you know he still had some pitches left in his quiver but uh, they were already <laughs> down by so much they pulled him out uh and uh, and saved him because he just wasn't you know he wasn't uh he he actually is the is the one that looked like a 39 or 40 year old man pitching he did not have his fastball isn't what it was and that's one thing jv has he's maybe a mile or two underneath his top speed when he was uh young, but he still throws a fastball. He'll pop it up every so often at 97. Even his average is right around 95. Well, 95 is very good. And uh and so he uses it, still uses it a lot. But I, Scherzer's uh I don't know whether he's lost confidence in it or he's just lost some velocity, but his isn't nearly what it was when he was striking out all those batteries because he was a big strikeout guy. And um so, you, you know, the Astros were hot, and they just never never cooled off at all. I, I was surprised. I thought it would be a little more normal
1: game, but it turned out to not be. I thought it was going to be kind of a low-scoring game, but uh, Scherzer went three innings, gave up six hits and seven runs, including three mm-hmm. home runs, which we'll get to that. Jordan had a two-run homer. Uh, then they made it two-to-one. Brantley had that home run you talked about, three-to-one. And then Abreu had the big grand slam, seven to one. And this game is over. Uh, Brantley sacked fly. Simeon had a couple of runs for them. And then Abreu had a three run homer in the ninth inning. Seven, two home runs, seven RBIs in one game by a guy that the the Astro fans, most of them, not me, most of them, they would rather have someone else out there.
2: Well, most of the year he was he was a disappointment. He admits that, and his yeah. batting average is still only. Less than 240. But actually, when you take a look at his breakdown, his home run totals now are getting, they can reach about what last year's were. And last year he had 17. And he, uh, you know, that was an off year. But he is driving in some runs. I mean, that 11 in one game for a guy that's hitting 235 or whatever he's hitting right now is a pretty good total. Now, admittedly, he's had a lot of chances because of where he hits in the order. But uh, he's not been. He's not been consistently awful. He's been consistently not very good, I think, during the season. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, but he's he had some big hits. expectations. He's driven him some runs. And he actually, he's not with the glove as good as Gurriel was, but he's hmm. he's okay. He's, he, he grabs him in the dirt, and he does all that sort of stuff. So he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's okay with the glove, too.
1: Yeah. So JV went seven innings, four hits, and two runs. He had a walk and six strikeouts. Picks up the win, eleven and seven, three twenty three. Graven pitched in an inning. Pressling pitched in an inning. Abreu three for five, two homers, seven RBIs. Um, Brantley two for five, drove in two. Alex Bregman two for five, and JP three. Jeremy Payne quietly had a really good series as well. He's getting a batting average up. He's not. Uh, he hit actually in the game uh,
2: yesterday. He had a line shot off the left field wall, about a foot below the yellow line. I mean, it was a line drive, but he's not really been hitting for power, but he's been hitting for great average. And uh, that's really what they need from him. People are saying, oh, it's because they moved him to number two. No, no, no. He got moved to number two because he was hitting very well down in the lineup. And they weren't going to move him to number two as long as he was swinging at all those sliders in a way and striking out. But he, he, was, he, had, he had started to recognize that pitch, and then they moved him to two. They like him at two if he does is doing the job. They don't like him at number two if he's not. And what he did is he earned the right to go up in the batting order by hitting well when he was down in the batting order. Yeah. It's not that hitting two has made him better. He already was coming around.
1: Yeah. So the Astros 12 runs, 14 hits, uh, four for eight runners scoring position. They left eight on base. So they, um, I wrote this down somewhere. The Astra, you, I think you even mentioned it. They had, they scored 39 runs and they had 16 home runs. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, that'll jack your total up. The that's the most they've ever had in a three game
2: series. Well, who who's going to hit? They had five home runs and they hit at least five home runs in every
1: game. Yeah.
2: Can you imagine that?
1: Uh, nope. five someone home runs. Someone tweeted out, game. uh, someone tweeted out that they scored 12 runs in three games in a row. And then this, you know, this is just Twitter or X, whatever they call it now and Texas has scored 12 or more runs only 3 times since the all-star break that's the
2: that's one of the downfalls of the rangers uh, you know it's uh, the pitching as i said was was pretty bad at the end of the uh, rotation but and in the bullpen but they uh, they have not been pounding things like they were now okay they lost their third baseman he's been out for a while and they have had a few injuries uh but the, the, the so we have to give them that too, because injuries we talk about with the astros all the time the slow start really wasn't that slow a start when you stop and think about it they were hanging around the top all year even though they weren't great mm-hmm. uh they were staying within the farthest behind they were was what six and a half games i think the rangers had that big a lead once and that was it and that was early when they time to come back what is paramount now is that uh You know, both all three of these teams are in contention, will lose more games as the season goes on. That's, you know, you're not going to go undefeated the last 24 games. But it is important for the Astros to uh, uh, play at a level much higher than they have been this year. And if they do that, they can win this thing by two or three, four games when it's all said and done. But they run into one of those New York Yankee or Seattle series where they get swept. San Diego, don't take San Diego loosely. They're under 500. They've underperformed, but they're coming to Houston where the Astros haven't played very well.
1: They don't play well at home, and they don't play well against bad teams. All right, so with the series win, we have to hand out some hardware. Who do you have as player of the series? Offensively. Uh, just because the records he set, it has
2: to be Altuve. And I I'm sorry, Mr. Abreu. Eleven <laughs> RBIs is pretty good. But uh I hitting home runs as he did in four consecutive at bats over two games and five and seven innings. And yeah, it's it's gotta be Altuve to me.
1: I also have Jose Altuve. All right, who do you have for pitcher of the series? Well, JV was great. Uh I mean he he was never
2: in question. Remember two starts ago. He wasn't very good against the Yankees, and uh, he was excellent. He was he was top flight. So JV's my guy. Bullpen has no chance because they weren't pitching in yeah. needing situations.
1: So JV. This Framber one was, was kind of this one was kind of tough, but I went with Framber, so it's okay. They both deserve it. They both went seven. I think Framber allowed. I think he had allowed fewer hits, and he only allowed one run. Or do they both only allow one run? Well, no, earned run two. But,
2: Well, no, he only one was earned. He, oh, okay. they, they scored two, but only one was earned. Altuve made an error, uh, well, but uh, well, either way, yeah, they,
1: they both deserve it. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, that's good. That's fine. <laughs> I just felt, uh, of course, now you didn't have a chance to actually see game three, but he uh, Verlander just dominated. Framber toward the end lost his command a little bit and control. He got through it, uh, and uh, but. JV never did. He was on one, two, three innings. It was, nobody was hardly anybody on base, uh, yeah. but that's, that's a difference of opinion. What you got on the third one?
1: Yeah. All right. And then you got the coach Rose, who is your, who is someone that exceeded expectations. We'll probably match up on this. I'm giving it to a Who You who expected <laughs> the this guy. Guy to drive in seven runs in one game and 11 in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in his White Sox days, that might not be in, uh, quite as unusual. Yeah. But
2: in his Astro games, that was quite a deal. He, I think his first four were driven in on ground outs and sacrifice flies. Uh, but then all of a sudden, I think he had one that he drove in with a hit. His first four were kind of weird because he's got four RBIs. He's got one hit or two hits. But then yeah, then one of them three, was a,
1: a bases loaded walk.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he got four <laughs> RB his first four RBIs were kind of strange, but the last yeah. four were dominant. And uh <laughs> and so I, uh, I I'd have to say that's totally we're in agreement on that one.
1: All right. So we may have mentioned this already, folks, but the Astros are 80 and 61. They have 80 wins. They are seven and three in the last ten, and that's even with getting swept by the Yankees. Seattle's seventy eight and sixty one. They are one game back, they're five and five and then Texas 76 and 63 even after the sweep what happened to the astros you know they'll they'll go down but they bring it back up texas is only 3 games behind even after the sweep oh yeah that's swept. why
2: no that's why all any of those three can still win this thing yeah, yeah. because uh, there's enough games left and that's not a big margin you have a bad week and you're you're in trouble yeah. i will say this there will be a half game change tonight the astros do not play they're off Uh, Seattle does. So it's either going to be a half game lead or a game and a half lead, depending on uh, what happens tonight. But uh, uh, still they'll be in first place before they start the series with San Diego.
1: Yeah. The Astros are off every Thursday, the rest of the year. So Seattle is Seattle has two fewer games than the Astros. So hopefully they can lose while we're not playing and we can uh, add some runs. The thing about Texas though, they're three and seven and uh, the, It's kind of, it's not weird, but like the last 10 games is pretty much that's who's in first because the Astros are seven and three, Seattle's five and five, and Texas three and seven. So it's who's the hotter team at the moment. Also, you brought it up. Next up, the Padres, we got Hunter Brown against Blake Snell. That made the advantage, the Padres there. Then we got, uh, and I wrote it down wrong. I wrote Hunter twice. I have to look it up. Well,
2: it is it, it is on paper an advantage. It's because Snell is the more achieved. He's a pitcher that has achieved more. But in a given game, you don't know because uh, we saw that just in this last game, the, the vaunted matchup on this, on the game three with the Rangers, where only one of those vaunted uh, performed. I think one thing that fans do have to remember is if you haven't lost the game yet. Uh, that is perceived as an advantage way back when I covered hockey in Buffalo, they always called it games in hand. In other words, we're two games left and, but we're only, we're we're two games ahead in the loss column, which means they haven't played as many games yet, but they've got two fewer losses. So uh, obviously it's easier to lose than it is to win. But if you do win, the other team can't do anything about it because uh, they've already lost those games. So that's a, a slight advantage. Uh, the other advantage is that uh, if there's a tie, Seattle wins because they won the season series. So yeah. uh, the Astros need to beat them by at least a game to, uh,
1: to uh, get the championship. It's kind of the way golf is too. The first guy leading in the clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. He's Two, mm-hmm. two up yeah, in the his clubhouse. score his
2: score is in, but the other guys have a chance yeah. to. Uh, he, he can't do anything about it.
1: So Saturday's Christian Javier, and I know this because I was taking the notes. But I some some reason I wrote Hunter down on Saturday and Friday. He's taking on Lugo, who's six and six, three forty nine. That should be a good matchup. And then J.P. France versus to be determined. So we go from J.V. and Framber, two guys you can trust, to these guys, and. I don't know. you at, don't at the, know
2: whether you can trust them. I will say this. yeah, Christian has pitched better. yeah he, uh, he has pitched better. He's not gone he's not gone deep by the time he gets no. to the fifth inning, he starts uh, losing a little bit, but he has pitched better uh and that's a that's a good sign. And uh just uh, like some of the guys out of the pen that, that struggled for the first half of the season are pitching better. uh they ease their way back, but it's it goes back to command and control. Command and control, and that's what uh, that's what Christian was having trouble with. Not stuff. Stuff was good. Command and control, controlling the count, that was his uh, his downfall. So let's hope that that's not going to be the case here in this next series, and that the bats are still able to get oh five six seven runs a game. They do that, they can survive because they get to the bullpen, and then the Astros will close it out.
1: Yeah, let's hope so. So if you look at this five innings times three fifteen, I mean the bullpen would have the have to pitch 12 because these guys you can't really see them getting out of the sixth they they really don't pitch that long it's, cj throws way rare. too many pitches france is struggling right now i i think out of I, I think i have a lot of confidence in cj to pitch well and to not allow a lot of runs but not to go far but i have a I have confidence in hunter brown he's been doing well also right
2: uh up and down yeah. i mean he he's Franz and, and Hunter are similar in some respects. They they uh, they they look really good for a while, and then they'll throw some, they'll throw a meatball pitch, <laughs> um, and bang, it's gone. They both are prone to the long ball, uh, but they're not prone to getting into trouble inning after inning after inning and having to get out, which is something that Christian, when he was going poorly, was. He, he had a lot of innings, right? Base runners and then got himself out of it. But uh, uh, these two guys, um, this is going to be a, a good test series because with the pitching matchups, Seattle is not at a great disadvantage. I mean, uh, San Diego is not at a great disadvantage. Yeah. And so uh, consequently, uh, the Astros are simply going to have to keep hitting the ball and start against Snell and and go from there.
1: Yeah, hopefully they can keep this confidence they have at the plate and uh, do some more damage uh, offensively. So anyway, we are down to less than a minute away uh, from the show being over. So before we run out of time, I wanted to thank you again for I guess you're already awake, but I appreciate you uh, jumping on the podcast here at 730 a.m. And I really yeah, appreciate it. You're making it. me
2: you're making me jog late, which means it's gonna be a little bit hotter. Oh man. <laughs> because usually I do all that stuff in the six o'clock hour or so, but
1: I can handle it. It's not right. that bad yet. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball.